Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. It is very rare that we get to see so many people come to church on the Feast of the Transfiguration, which is a tragedy because it is one of the great feasts of the church and it is an extremely important feast because of what it says about who we are, not only about who Christ is. And today I want to continue meditating upon the Lord's Prayer in context of this great feast, because these two, believe it or not, are of course interrelated. The transfiguration of Christ is the moment when he takes his three closest disciples, Peter, James, and John, up onto Mount Tabor, just as he directed the prophets of old to go up on mountains in order to receive revelation like Moses and Elijah. And upon Mount Tabor, he reveals to his three closest disciples the fullness of the glory which is continually shining forth from him. Now note I said continuously, because that same glory that Peter, James, and John saw on top of Mount Tabor was shining through Christ the entire time of his incarnation, from his conception in Mary's womb all the way through to his crucifixion. The key here is not Christ, the key is us, and our ability to see that glory. We see this in the Gospel of John when Christ is talking to Nathanael. And he says to Nathanael, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see that the heavens have been opened and are opened right now, and that angels have been ascending and descending upon the Son of Man and are doing so right now. That's a, an attempt at a literal translation of that verse from Greek, which is very difficult in the Greek. But it's a, the idea is that the heavens have been opened, that the angels have been ascending and descending in a continuous event from the moment of Christ's conception. The problem isn't Christ, the problem is Nathaniel isn't in a place that he is capable of seeing these things, but the implication is that he will be able to see. Now we come to the Lord's Prayer, a prayer that Christ commanded us to pray. And that very interesting line within the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Implied here is a journey. Implied here is a participation in the grand plan of salvation given to us by God through Christ. Because this is something we all need to work on. Forgiving those who trespass against us. Christ, as we saw today in the gospel reading from Orthros, talking to Moses and Elijah about his upcoming crucifixion, is willingly going to his own death 
in order to forgive the sins of all humanity. And yet the Lord's Prayer tells us to pray to God to forgive sins as we forgive sins. We are created according to the image and likeness of God, so we therefore have that same power, that same capability that God does to forgive. And the way that we participate in this grand scheme is that we attempt to be like Christ. We attempt step by step by step by picking up our cross to forgive just as Christ forgives. And the measure by which we expect to be forgiven is the same measure that we forgive others. So if we go around holding grudges, if we go around and see offenses everywhere and refuse to let them stand and get into people's faces about those offenses and refuse to forgive all of the various things that are done against us, that is the standard which we are asking God to forgive us in front of the judgment seat. And consequently, we will be in the same place that we are right now, where we cannot see the glory of God coming forth from that altar. Because Christ, right now, is on that altar. His body and blood sits on that altar 24-7, 365 days a year, because we have that little peace, that little host, which we, through the descent of the Holy Spirit, sanctified on Holy Thursday as a reserve for those who are in need and those who are sick that need communion. And His glory shines forth from that altar right now. But we cannot see in the same way that Nathaniel could not see, in the same way that Peter, James, and John could not see before Christ allowed them. But if we work on that last line of the Lord's Prayer and work to become like Christ, to forgive like Christ, we will be able to see that glory, even in this life. The more we work on becoming like Christ, the easier it is to see the world as God sees it. And of course, God shines forth his glory all the time, raining down upon all creation, because of course, he was willing to go to the cross in order for all of creation to experience his resurrection. And so our job in this grand scheme is to follow in his footsteps, is to become more and more like him. And he gave us the Lord's Prayer as a reminder of the transformative power of that relationship that we have with him. That because we know Christ, because we stand before his altar, which shines forth his glory, and we partake of that body and blood, which shines forth with that glory, and because the Holy Spirit descends and dwells within us and shines forth that glory to allow us to partake and have that body and blood reside in us, shining forth that glory, we are capable of change, a change for the better, a change into that which is unchangeable, God himself. We are meant to become like him and fulfill that image and likeness, and therefore, like Peter, James, and John, see full force the glory of God shining forth through everything that has his presence. May we all 
learn to forgive as God forgives. And may we all one day bask in that divine glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.